Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Strategic Slut Podcast, a feminist-based show that aims to reclaim the word slut and discuss harder topics to become more approachable. Each week, I will bring you a topic to break down or a guest on to have a discussion in a shame-free way so that we can all live an intentional and strategic life. This week, I have Chris Nappy on the show. I know him from TikTok. You'll hear my introduction in just a few seconds, but I just want to quickly break down what we talk about. We talk about his past relationships, my current dating situation, um, what, you know, income, how that's a factor in relationships and dating age gaps and also content creation. He works a corporate job and also does a lot of TikTok and social media content and he also runs a podcast. So I think you guys will find this not only interesting but also really fucking funny. He's absolutely hilarious and this podcast is slightly longer of an episode but I think you'll truly enjoy it and stay tuned to the end because it only gets raunchier and funnier as it goes so i hope you guys enjoy it please let me know in the comments and um i'll just let you get into it have fun guys i'll see you next week hi everybody welcome back to the podcast today we have chris nappy on the show today chris is a co-host of the nappy and jay podcast which has a thousand or how many followers on instagram Um, like 700 but there's there's more coming that's so probably like a thousand by the time they listen to this right Okay, yeah, and you have over 300,000 followers on TikTok, and you're fucking hilarious. I came across Chris's TikTok um, and then did a deep dive stock on Instagram, the podcast, the whole thing, and I thought he'd be a great male addition to discussing dating and love and sex and kind of get back to that fun topic of the podcast. So welcome, Chris, to Strategic Slut. How you doing? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be on a podcast called Strategic Slut. Yeah, we the word slut and um, just kind of break down like taboos. I want to, it started off as a podcast about love, sex and dating. And then it's kind of evolved to a lot broader of like taboo topics. But I kind of want to go back to the basics of talking about like modern dating and all the bullshit inside of it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is the good stuff though. So let's Yeah, this is the fun stuff. And I miss getting a little like a little dirty with kind of just raw, like real modern dating stuff that I haven't had the chance to do in a while. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about yourself and kind of why you be began creating your content. Um, okay. So, um, I'm 27. I forever knew that I wanted to do like content creation of some sort. Did I ever think it was going to be about like the dating and relationships realm? Probably not. Um, (laughs) it's, it's interesting because um, like I've always been the guy that my friends come to for like relationship advice. Right. So I've always just had that in me, but I never thought of myself as putting that out there in the world. And that being the thing that like I gave to people or the education that I provided for people. I've always just like seen myself as just like, Oh, funny guy or whatever. And like, that's how I was going to like create content. I've always known I wanted to do it, but I've just never done it. So I lived my whole life, went to school, got my master's degree, got a really sick job. I work in like corporate America. It's terrible. But, no way. Know. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. It's 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 crazy. It's so it's so weird. Like my life is is definitely super strange cuz I feel like I'm only starting now to like chase after my passion even though I knew deep down exactly what I wanted to do. I just never it just I just never tried. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, I was starting a YouTube channel. I had the podcast already started when I before I jumped on TikTok. And I was like, you know, what do I want to talk about? And I, one of my girlfriends came over and not like girlfriends, like, you know, 
I guess she kind of is. We made out a couple times. But uh, <laughs> I was like, how many girlfriends do you have? <laughs> you, usually it's a one at a time thing, but <laughs> I have a, I have a, you know, it's really strange. I actually gravitate towards having more female friends than I do like male. When I was growing up, so I'm, I'm actually even to back up a little bit further, I'm originally from New York. Uh, I grew up in Queens, New York. I grew up in the city. All I had, all I did was grow up with dudes. I only hung out with dudes my whole life, like literally till I was like 19, 20. And then I was like, screw this. I got to do something different. So I moved out to Arizona by myself, no family, no friends, went to school here, ended up loving it, stayed out here, made my life. So that's sick. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a big change. That's um, fun. No, you have like different perspectives then too, like of just different places and just like you've had some experience that have obviously shaped your like view in the world and you're course. able to like put content out there that's just like truly funny like I think yeah. it's funny you go into like zodiac signs like I was watching the one <laughs> today about dating a Leo I am a Leo woman and I felt a little attacked because it was a little <laughs> too honest <laughs> yeah the zodiac sign ones were tough because like I so actually my ex-girlfriend she's like a tarot card reader so i've actually it's funny we just broke up like a couple months ago um but i still work with her sometimes with content we've always been really good when it comes to work so i kind of actually worked with her to like put out all that content i studied i had to study every single zodiac sign i'm like i don't even believe in this stuff i'm like what am i doing right now i literally just looked it all up and i was like i gotta act like all these characteristics of each zodiac sign that was so, like the weirdest test. Do you define yourself as like a straight man or how do you like, do you define <laughs> sexuality in a certain way? I have to ask because all the straight men I know who define themselves as straight don't fuck with Zodiac signs. And I need to know this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so no, I mean, I guess I define myself as straight. Yes. Although my Instagram bio, it says heterosexual, but switching soon. I so have to ask, know. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't like having anything being permanent. So I'm like, you know what? Let's say I decide to switch sides. It is what it is. I don't want it to be permanent, you know? Oh, I say every day that I think that all of us are like bisexual by like nature. I think we just like decide if we're, I don't know. I think some of us come to terms later than life than others, but I think we're all like down for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we're all on the spectrum somewhat. I feel yeah. like so, like there's like this test where you could like test like how gay you are. Um, and I think I got like a 17% or something. It was higher <laughs> than most of my coworkers. So I was pretty excited about it, but I've never gotten to the point where I've gone to a sit. I've only kissed a dude twice and both once was an accident. Once was to see titties. So I don't know if that counts. I don't judge. It's, I mean, do what you got to do to see some titties. That's what I'm saying. But I was in like <laughs> fifth grade. So <laughs> now I get like titties pretty regularly. So I'm not even excited anymore about titties. Um, I feel all- like some men, like, so you're 27. I feel like some guys at that age, though, still act like it's the first time seeing some titties. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's not like it usually comes in abundance for a lot of people. I've honestly, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying like, oh, it's just me. (laughs) But I I do want to say, though, that like, you know, because of the TikTok fame, I mean, a lot of, um, you know, I've had a lot of female followers reach out to me. So my DMs are uh, pretty crazy with some of this stuff. I've definitely gotten a lot of nudes, actually. I was so, going to ask you that. I was going to say, like, as you were talking about TikTok, I was like, wait, do girls slide into your DMs, like, with, like, nudes to be like, hey, Chris, what's good? 
Yeah. I mean, some people be like, hey, if you want to see my titties, add me on Snapchat. I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I guess I have to answer this. You know what I mean? It's like, I have no choice. My hands are tied. I'm single. <laughs> I'm like, how am I going to say no to titties? Maybe I need you to know? just slide into like guys that I find on the internet and just shoot my shot. Like I've never done that, but I hear women doing it all the time. And I don't know. Does it work for most um, men? I feel like it doesn't. So, you know, it's weird. I, I really think it depends. It, it's kind of happened. I had some girl that lives in Scottsdale. Um, she slid in my DMs, hit me up straight up was like sliding. Um, and we had a convo and like, we actually hung out and like did the whole thing, you know, made out for a couple days, slept with each other. And then I was like, wait, I don't know if I want to be in a relationship. And then it got really weird after a week. So yes, I would say it's possible. And if she was like maybe cooler, you know, or something that I was more looking for in terms of my future, I probably would have stayed on board, but so you lived out a modern romance. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really did. Like a quick, nice, like two week. Yeah. Romance. She's yeah. pretty crazy, actually. So uh, I'm happy I kind of let that one loose. But yeah, I mean, it's possible. And honestly, if you really want me to be 100% honest with you, I've definitely have over three to 400 DMs, like oh even on Reddit. Oh my God. Yeah, even just like like there's a lot of people that just like send me their number straight. I could tell you all the ways girls will try to hit on me. There's like, they get come into a bunch of different categories. You have the girls that will go on my page and like every picture, but not follow me. So that's them shooting their shot. They're not following me. I'm like, all right, cool. There's some that just shoot like, you know, them shooting their shot is literally just following me. That's it. It's like perpetually, they will never say anything to me. They're just going to follow me. And like, that's it. I'm like, okay, that's cool too. Um, but then you also have the ones that just DM and they don't follow you or like any pictures too. And then you have the girls in the DMs will just send you either their number. Some will say like just the weirdest things like, you know what I mean? Like crappy pickup lines. I'm like, there's no way that this works. There's just not. <laughs> I, I, I literally will only answer the people that like come like say something genuine. If you're going to if you're going to yeah. slide in somebody's DMs, especially a dude. I mean, most dudes probably will be like, all right, like you're good no matter what, just if you're hot. But um you know, if you say something genuine or nice, I'll probably respond. But if you just say like some crappy pickup line or I could tell it's some like boilerplate like response that you got from somewhere that's not your brain, I'm not going to answer. Yeah, I feel like you can tell like there's a quick red or green light when you read a DM, whether it's like total bullshit or if it's like, oh, like this. Yeah, they tried to put like an ounce of thought into it. But I feel like I'm that girl that if I see someone, which I this is very rare that I shoot my shot during like over social media in general but if i do it it's a follow and i go in uh like like five to ten photos <laughs> that's that's the move and it's and now that i th like i didn't even realize that that was the move until you said it out loud i'm like oh christ that, that's what i do <laughs> yeah no it really is and honestly it's not really that bad at the end of the day it's like i do see it right so more than likely if you go in there and you like a bunch of the pictures you know what I mean? They're in my notifications. I pop up. I probably go and look at your profile for at least three to four seconds, but that's about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like I'm sitting there unless like I kind of get interested after the first couple pictures or whatever. Um, you know, I, 
it's it's not one of those things that I feel like if you really want to shoot your shot, don't be afraid to send a message because you're you're just starting a conversation, you know, at that point and just say something genuine. And if they're down, they're definitely going to like respond back to you. At the end yeah. Of the day. And what do we have to lose at this point? Like exactly. the things that most of us have done during COVID-19, I feel like all of us could uh, only have things to gain at this point. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. And it's so weird to think about like, is this going to change over time? You know, when things open back up, I, I don't really know. You know what I mean? So I'm just enjoying the moment, um, I guess, right now that everybody's like indoors yeah. and just using social media, you know? Yeah, like all of my boyfriends dropped off the face of the earth. Like they all came crawling back. Well, I, I make joke about them being my boyfriends. They're not my boyfriends. But whatever, like and that I either were interested in or had like previously gone out with or whatever, they all came crawling back during the pandemic, like when we had obviously nothing else to do. And then as yeah. things started opening up in Ontario here, like in the last kind of month, and now we're in like a phase three, which means like bars are opening, gyms, all of that. Um, they're, they've all gone ghosts. They're like, goodbye. And yeah. that's it. And it's, it's it funny just- because it was like, it felt like a test. It was like, are you going back to the same losers you've allowed to already fuck you over? <laughs> are you going to give them a second chance even though they're really not asking for one it's tough i i mean hey listen i'm i'm guilty as well i i actually got back with my ex during covid and we were together pretty much the whole time and then um when things kind of ended yeah we kind of ended too but it was also very different she was you know with me it's it's crazy because at the beginning of covid right when covid started i think i made my first tiktok um, like realistically in april so it hasn't really been that long. So I've wow. I've gone 300 and like, you know, 30K or whatever I'm at now, literally in like three months. Yeah, you have over like 300,000 followers. That's insane. Yeah, yeah it's God. pretty, it's like pretty wild. So, I mean, it was a huge change. I think uh, it actually affected our relationship pretty hard. Um, obviously, I started getting some traction and then, mm-hmm. you know, all the DMs and everything started flooding in, all these girls asking for relation. I also get that too. A lot of people ask me for relationship advice. And I, and honestly, as best I can, I try to go through them and, and you know, respond back. But there's only so much time I have in a day. But usually if somebody sends me like a good, you know, scenario and I get, again, I could tell it's genuine and it's not like some stupid scenario. Like they're like 16 years old. I'm like, okay, you know, like, you don't even know what's going on yet. Like, my advice doesn't mean anything, but I'll, I'll send them a voice note. I'll let them know like, Hey, like this is what I would do in that scenario. So I try to still like reach out and do those kinds of things for people. But yeah, it actually put a lot of strain, um, on my last relationship and it kind of made her insecure, go a little crazy. And hence the reason we didn't, uh, make it through. I think that happens with a lot of like people. If you are both like active on social media, like I think women's DMS look differently than men's, but like, if sure. I was like dating a guy for a bit and then suddenly he blew up on TikTok and has tits all over his DMs, I don't know how, I don't think I would know how to act either just because it's not like a normal scenario you hear of all the time. But no. also, like, th- I think social yeah. media is interesting in that way of like how it can affect relationships and how it can like literally start causing some fights, but also the shit we can find out through it too. Like, just by based on one guy sh- or one girl he follows, like you suddenly know he's cheating on you. Like it's just <laughs> almost fucked thing. Oh no. I see it's, it's bad. I, I mean, it's, it's really tough because I think I was manifesting it from the beginning, like before it even started, like I've always wanted to just kind of, 
I don't know, do something on social media. That was always like my calling in some sort of way. I just knew that I had a good voice. I loved comedy. Like I just love showing my personality and I just like being like super authentic and real. And I just know that's something that people are like missing and craving off the internet. So I just knew that if I put myself out there that good things would happen. Um, and then this all started happening and then all the girls and I was like, listen, at the end of the day, like I, I'm enjoying this relationship, but I think my priority is myself right now. And at the end of the day, I'm in a selfish mode. I'm 27. I'm just trying to like grow and do big things before I like look around and start worrying about settling down with somebody right now. So it all just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. And I'm glad you did. Like, honestly, like I said, before we started recording, I gravitated towards your content and you literally came up on probably like my for you page. Like that shit's getting way too specific, but <laughs> <laughs> I like did a deep dive and like, you know, I'll smoke weed at night and then I, I go to bed and I watch TikTok for three hours and it's exactly. literally my nightly routine. And like I did, I did like for hours watch pretty much all of your videos because they're obviously yeah, just insane. like short, like 30 to 60 seconds kind of thing. And the things that you could like hit point on in like 60 seconds, I was like, this guy's hilarious, but also like onto something like very specific situations or whatever, like you gave good advice where some, I don't know, sometimes you see like guys that are trying to be funny, but it comes across more just like kind of douchey, but yours actually has advice. Like you're not trying to like shit on anyone. You're actually like, I don't know. It's funny. It's authentic. And I think that you're really doing what you've put out to do. So I, I commend you. I think it's funny. it's really tough because, you know, people will look at your content. There's like some, there's one video I made. Um, <laughs> it was called how to get her wet without touching her. I saw that. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. No, it, it see, it's big, but a lot, yo, what happened was is at the beginning, it was all good. It was all good messages. Everybody like all the comments were super positive. It blew up. So then as it got bigger, you had all these people that didn't like know my content and we're just like, my pussy's dry, like, like going hard as fuck. Like, why did you post this? This is so embarrassing. Like going ham. Like the comments oh, wow. were insanely negative. Yes. But I also just think it's because if you take that out of context of like all of my other content, you probably just think I'm just some giant douche because I'm sitting there with my shirt off telling you how to get some girl wet without touching her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But you know, you've made it when you're starting to get the hate to flood exactly. in. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so I try not to be like too douchey, but you know what I mean? Like there's just going to be elements of it that are, I, I take video shirtless. You know what I mean? People are going to like, I would tell you if it came across douchey, honestly, I'm like the most blood human and it doesn't like, <laughs> and that's why I really love your content is because like, you're truly just like living your life, but giving decent like takeaways while still remaining very funny and I think that's like a really cool line to kind of stick on like I I don't think everyone can do that obviously you've quickly like gained a lot of traction from doing what you do so it's pretty cool yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely working out and you want to hear something interesting you were just talking about smoking weed every night which I also do um like literally every night but the ritual is different for me I actually I don't know if you know this but I actually don't watch TikTok I don't watch what? any TikTok at all. Yeah. That's like insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I – so, okay. So, you're going to hear something very weird right now, which is – um. so, I have, like, these, like, deep-rooted jealousy issues. 
And it's not about like, I can't be happy for other people. I am, I'm extremely happy. But when I see other people, what I end up, what I get a tendency of doing is I look like I'm scrolling my content. And if I see like somebody's content has a lot of views, I'll go look at their profile. I'll go look how many followers they have. Mm. I'll go look and see when they started. I'll like, I'll just start like trying to like compare myself to every single person that's posting on TikTok to see if I'm doing as well or as good as them. So I have to not watch it or one, I don't want my content to ever be not original and from my own brain. I've actually seen other content on TikTok. Dude, there's been people where I've been tagged where people have copied some of my videos to a T. And I could tell like, you know, whatever, that they have some sort of content that's related to mine. But my goal is to completely come up with content that is not from any inspiration off of people that I find from TikTok. So I want it to be just completely neutral, but it's also to make sure that I could stay level-headed because if I get into a hole where I see somebody and they're doing really well, I'm like, fuck, like I'm not doing as well as I should. I need to be posting like 10 times more a day and I get in like this terrible hole. So I can't even do it. I can't even go on. I can't even go on the app and watch. Wow. Well, that's a fair, that's a fair point, but it's also, that's a very like honest, you know, thing to claim too. Like, I just can't do it because it makes me crazy. Like it'll, I'll go into it dark place and it's not going to serve anything like that's pretty cool to at least you know that about yourself and then you can kind of yeah. like do your own thing but I actually started a YouTube channel when I was in high school and I was so bent up about like doing what every other girl was doing on YouTube that yeah. I literally quit like like only a few months in because I was getting shit on by my entire city where I went to high school in and <laughs> I also just like it wasn't authentic to me and I think that's why it was so easy to quit because I really like it just it was one of those things that was so it was the comparison game I was trying to like literally be like a, whatever yeah. like a huge YouTube star within two months which I don't know what I thought was gonna yep. happen it's, all, it's, it's always long term it's you you have to you have to focus it long term but I do want to say something about people shitting on you here's here's the tough part and I think something that I kind of went through like my friend group growing up in New York, we were very anti social media. So my friends, like we were more the trolls of the internet. Like I just found my friend group shitting on people that tried to promote themselves and push themselves on social media. So I think what happened was is deep down, I knew I kind of wanted to do it, but I had all, I was surrounded by all these people back home that didn't like or respect people that put themselves all over social media. That was a big thing is like, oh, you know, that's fake life. This is real life. You know, that's stupid. Why are people like putting themselves out there like that? It's all a front, this, that, and the other thing. So I actually feel like you cannot listen or you cannot take in that criticism of those people that don't trust that, you know, or believe in the things that you want to do. If you wanted to create a YouTube channel, go fucking create that YouTube channel. And who cares what your friends say? Who cares what your family says? You need to believe the voice in your head. At that you're doing something that's good and positive for yourself and you can't worry about those things because for me it took me way too long to kind of get started and now that i'm starting now it feels like i'm making so much progress and i just i wish i did it when i was 22 you know what i mean yeah. i wish i did it when i was 23 so yeah. but maybe i had to experience all these different things in order to get to this place where i feel good and i feel confident enough to put myself out there too so you know obviously everything happens for a reason of course, yeah, you got to do you. And like, honestly, I'm kind of glad of how everything worked out too. Cause like, I, you know, like I grew up in a small city where everyone would shit on for people like to put themselves out there like I did on YouTube. Yeah. And then I actually went and studied media <laughs> at a Very university. Nice. Um, and I ended up falling into double majoring in women's studies, which actually literally led me into like feminism and like idea of 
the basically the lack of sexual education that we receive and that's what brought me to this podcast of like talking about taboos and sex and like questioning what we know and why we know it and all of those things and it's like now I don't give a fuck I'll talk about like everything under the sun on this podcast and they all listen which is kind of the funny part (laughs) Uh, hi friends (laughs) but it's just kind of one of those things that you have to do you or else you're gonna be like absolutely miserable but I want to know so because we're talking about social media Mm -hmm. Are men intimidated by confident, independent, like ambitious women, especially like through social media? Like if they're, maybe they know them in real life, um, maybe not. Like, what do you think of this? um, I think so. And I think it just depends. It depends on if, I think what a lot of people do is, or at least men and maybe just me, but I think men. Um, we we kind of like compartmentalize ourselves into a certain group of people. So for instance, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. There's, there's this girl that followed me on TikTok, uh, that followed me on Instagram. She follows 500 people. She's got a million and three followers. Um, and she's like a model 21 year old blonde hot chick from LA hasn't, hasn't messaged me. I haven't messaged her, but I've been like hesitant to like reach out and say something to her because of her clout in a way. Mm. And I'm usually not like shell-shocked or unconfident in front of people, but I just haven't found the like the moment to do it. But if there's somebody else that like, you know, has like not so much clout or doesn't seem like they're doing anything that crazy, I don't give a fuck. I'll literally send them the weirdest shit. I'll send them a weird video message or a voice note and not care at all. I think it really kind of depends um I don't know if the guy feels like that girl is out of her league in a way. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like I honestly, I, so many men are afraid to approach me, not only because of like my online presence, but then the fact that I have a podcast Yeah. <laughs> like, that I've had oh. like some men admit to me that they were like absolutely terrified to not only message me, but also like even thinking further than that, like trying to date me, they're just like, I don't want to be shit on all over podcasts. And it's like, <laughs> you don't even know me. You don't, haven't even listened to the podcast. Like yeah. you've already assumed that I'm, you've already assumed that we're going to date. We're going to break <laughs> up and I'm going to shit on you all over the podcast. So who is just how it always ends up. Here? So that's what it is. He's just projecting the future of what has happened to him in his past. yeah I'm like who the fuck are you but also I mean there's also something to be said about like I don't know like there's something about like people judging someone's character because they think they know someone over social media like so many men I've realized think that they know me because of Instagram because I'm always Mm -hmm. posting stories and always posting that's what Instagram's for is to like post and share and like you know actually connect others put yourself Um, out there for sure Yeah. And it's not like for me, it's always been just like me and my daily life. Like I'll post, you know, whatever in my face mask and hair bun, but I'll also post looking good. Like it's like, whatever. I just, you see me at all stages in my day. And, um, I've always wanted to do like different things just to like connect with people. And I think because of that though, some people truly think that they know me and they've already like decided in their head who I am. And I've always thought about how that applies to dating and like, just kind of, I just wonder, like, I think a lot of the guys that I've like, they've either talked to me or I know they'll go for women with like me, maybe 200 followers. Cause I think that that to them is just like feasible. <laughs> just, I don't it's know. It's just easier. It's just easier. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
I, I, I think that's what it is. It's I, me. I, the problem is me personally. I, I'm a quality over quantity guy. I think most guys are quantity over quality or, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I, I like to think that I personally feast on independent women. That's my specialty. Like I love going after go-getter girls. I grew up in a house where I, I was raised by a single mother and my mom goes hard. Like homegirl makes bread. Like she (laughs) she goes in, you know what I mean? Like she goes in, like she's just a bad bitch. No offense to my mom. She would hate that. Um, but, <laughs> but I call my like, mom a bad bitch every day. So that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> so like, I, I personally have always gravitated towards very strong women. Like the girls that I've all dated sh- relatively are the girls that are like kind of doing their own thing because those are the people that I gravitate towards. Cause I like that. I want a girl that's going to sit there and and knock me back and challenge me a little bit. I don't want a girl that's going to just be there and just be like my item. You know what I mean? I could just yeah. go buy you if that was the case. I'm good on that. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I've had my fair share of, you know, trophy things too, but you know what I mean? It's just like, for me personally, I like that. Some other guys are intimidated by it. And for sure, you know what it is? They just don't have the confidence to go and do it, even though they shouldn't, because mm-hmm. the reality is, is a lot of girls would give these guys chances. My co-host um, for my podcast, he's only slept with one girl. What? He, yes. He's only been with one girl. He's 25, but he was with one girl for six years, pretty much since his freshman year of college, all the way until pretty much now. Um he was with one girl. So that's why he's only been with one, but he like met this new girl. And like, I had to pretty much coach him through having, how do you like, go shoot your fucking shot. He shot a shot. He's like, listen, I, I know I've never said anything to you, but I just want to let you know, I think you're really attractive. And like, I would love to get to know you. She at first shuts him down. She's like, Oh, I'm not looking for something right now. They just start talking and it just starts going and going and going. I was like, listen, with girls, you need to just be persistent. At the end of the day, you need to just show them confidence that you're not just going to go away based on them just sitting there and being like, Oh, like giving you like this half-assed answer. If you're a dope dude and you could show them that, you got to go and do it. You got to get after it. You know what I mean? Exactly true. It's very, very true. That's like the thing that literally works. Like if a man's like, if I'm not interested in at like at a quick glance, but then they like continue to keep popping up. Yeah. I don't know what happens in the female brain, but it's like it happens. Huh. Because I think a girl's first reaction is a lot of girls are in their own head. They don't want to get hurt, right? So they're going to challenge men. They're going to challenge you because most guys are just looking around for a fuck, right? So if you're a girl and you turn around after a guy barks at you, right, for one, like one second, right? Like, oh, hey, Ma, you're beautiful. If you turned around, it was like, yo, here's my number. We'd be like, it'd be too easy. And a guy's not going to probably respect you at that point either. And they're just going to take what you're giving them, right? So if like you deny them, I think girls' first reaction is deny and then they're like, all right, if this guy is really trying this hard, maybe I'll give him a chance. And then it just starts turning into this whole thing where like guys are pushing, 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 pushing. Then the girl finally cracks. And then the guy's like, oh, fuck, wait, do I like her? Shit. Oh, I've been man. trying this whole time. And like, I didn't even decide. But it's because we're both programmed to us for the guys to chase. And I think for the girls to sit there and defend, defend, defend. And then it hits that point where it flops, you know, it switches. That's because- scary how accurate that is. You know what I, I mean? think you're revealing all of our secrets right now. That's kind of that's that's a little too accurate. Yeah, you're very right. Yeah. Like I think you're 100. percent And it's kind of funny that you say that because it's it's been one of those things too. I've experienced it myself where it's like a guy who I wouldn't normally I don't know like, like I wouldn't give much of a chance to, but then mm-hmm. 
they've been persistent, whatever. I finally am like, all right, let's let's give this a shot. And then it's like, the, now they've kind of quote unquote got me and they don't mm-hmm. know what to do with me. it's like the chase was so fun for them yeah now that they have my attention it's like oh no 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 like keep keep going move on we yeah i i feel like what it is is because girls are so standoffish in that way it's like we kind of shoot our shot and play our game until we get it and then we decide because more than likely if you just deny us and we're just got you know we we just got to knock it off quickly and and work to the next one you know what i mean yeah so in that beginning phase where girls are just sitting there denying, you know what I mean? We're just, I don't know. I, I just feel like we're just in a holding mode in terms of our feelings. And sometimes I will say this though, too. I think a lot of guys and a lot of people in general are invested and then they start hanging out. And I think a lot of people just get excited at the beginning of relationships so early. You start hanging out and you're just like, wait a minute, like this person, like A, doesn't line up with my future, isn't as great as I thought it was. And it was just a lot of the times it's just a vanity thing. So by the time you get in there and then you bang or whatever, that piece is gone. So now you've knocked down the barrier of like, okay, we're just like a two people that are attracted to each other. Like now what do we do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have to make that decision of like, okay, does this like, do I want to keep having sex with this person? Do I like want to like give her all my time that like, is this the person for my future? You decide all those questions, I think kind of too late sometimes. And we don't focus on that in our relationships now just because yeah. dating is so, you know, it's just quick. It's quick. It's quick. And you always have, I think it's that like the thing of the app, like you can literally swipe and still see what else is out there. Like, I don't think that we yeah. even know anymore how to be like happy with what we have. Like we could be like totally happy in a relationship, but you still have that almost like wandering eye. And I think this goes for like men and women where it's like, we're almost feeling a little bit bored a little bit more quickly because yeah. there's just this like emphasis on there could be more out there for me kind of thing. And I don't know, I've never had a long-term relationship like every I don't know. I've always either been like you're like all or nothing. Like we're either like going to do this or you're going to leave me the fuck alone. And like <laughs> during university, I had like fuck buddies and whatever. And they were just, they were that. Like, I kept them at that. <laughs> but <laughs> I never allowed them. I was the fuck boy, honestly. Like I thought that I was That's dating fuck boys and I was the one because I was emotionally unavailable, which is whatever. But yeah. I also wonder like, how so i did a podcast um episode like a while back about when to sleep with someone and i'd like Mm -hmm. to know your take on kind of should we hold out like as women to have sex with a guy if we're interested in pursuing them long term or like do you for me i never think it matters i've had guys where i slept with them the first date and the like those men have wanted to marry me and other times I've like waited a month yeah. or two and literally they finally get it and then they go ghost. Like they went in yeah. for the marathon and then once they had sex, it was like ghost. I, I feel like you kind of have to find a middle ground. I, I And the reason I say it is this because you, you don't want to, I, I think, I think it comes down to this. You don't want to do it too early where it makes it too easy. In my opinion, I just, I mean, I personally wouldn't like find, like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't give you a real shake if you just like let me bang on the first time. Maybe I would, but more than likely, you know what I mean? I I just automatically think it's like, okay, this person doesn't value themselves to the point of like being able to see if I'm actually even worth it. You know what I mean? It's like, did you just see me on the street and you're like, oh, he's attractive. Boom. That means in my mind, 
any guy that like she finds attractive and is down, she's just going to sleep with. So I think that's what happens in like, you know, a dude's mind is like, okay, you know, if it's too quick, I think it's, you know, a turnoff for some guys, especially guys that are more quality focused rather than quantity focused. I think that because me personally, my beliefs, I'm very strategic about who, you know, just using the strategic. Slug. Are you a strategic slug, Chris? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very strategic. But like, that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm not really a slut. Like I'm usually, I want the best shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want the best girl. I don't want a girl that everybody else can get. So that's why for me, a guy like me, I wouldn't enjoy a girl that probably just put out in the first day. Because to yeah. me, again, it's, it seems like a girl that most people can get at that point. So, but I think if you wait too long and you do that two month thing, like you are, you are really just stalling this, this behavior. And, and like you said, if they're not down for more than sex, like, dude, guys will sit there and be patient for sex. They will, they'll wait two months. You know what I mean? Just to bang. And then they'll get to that point and then be like, uh, you know, it is what it is. So I think you got to kind of find a middle ground of like, yeah. all right, you know what I mean? Like try to do a couple dates and see if this person's really staying on it for maybe a couple weeks or whatever. And then just let it go. You know what I mean? I think that's I, a, I think that's key. I it's funny because I when I did the podcast, I thought, you know what? No, like if a guy, you know, if you sleep with him on the first day and he thinks you're like, you know, slutty for doing that, which the whole word slut in general has no actual definition and like no, no way to quantify it, but whatever. Um that's I don't believe I, in the word anymore. I used yeah. to call people sluts when I was like sixteen. You know what I mean? Same, but honestly. Like, you know and then, I mean? like, use it when you're in high school and then past that it's like okay it has no relevance to anything like exactly yeah and i think a lot of men actually a lot of men like see my podcast and they think that means like i'm like a strategic an at a strategic slut kind of thing where it's like you know your girl has been the least slutty so but what <laughs> what does that mean also like it's so stupid but anyways i used to think that like if a guy really wants you like it won't matter but then I don't know the last like bit of trying to date and stuff. I'm like, no, I actually think it does matter in the sense of just give it a few weeks. Like not because it will affect you negatively if you do so a little sooner, but I think there's just like no harm in like waiting out a little bit. And I feel like it builds a little bit of tension. That's always a little fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think the sex is, um, a little bit better too. It's just more meaningful sex. You know what I mean? Because now you're, you, instead of just sleeping with some girl you met, you're now sleeping with this girl that, oh man, I've been trying to get, you know what I mean? I've been trying to do this for a long time. And like, I actually really like this girl. I'm actually vibing with this girl on a friendly matter. Now it's like getting to that point where, okay, the sex is going to mean more than just some girl that just looks hot. It's now some girl that's hot. And I also really like hanging out with her too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's just a different tone to that sex in general. It's, it's just better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like when, when dudes come up to me, there's a lot of them, you know what I mean? They're like, yo, I fuck like 12 girls this week. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care at all. Like if that's your life, I feel so sorry for you. I really do. Like to me, that's just, if that, I mean, again, it, people could do whatever the fuck they want. I'm not, I'm not here to judge, I'm but the at the same, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Do what you want. Like if that's like your thing, go do that. But the reality is, is you're not building quality relationships. And to be honest, it, it almost seems sad to me. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what, what is that worth to you? You've now just wasted your, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's not wasted time, but for me, it's like, I'd rather be working and building for the person that I actually like rather than dealing with, you know, having conversations with people I don't want to be in, you know what I mean? And then having sex yeah. with people where it's meaningless and 
I could have just, no offense, just jerked off. And that's pretty much what you're doing with the body. Yeah. I think, I think what I have realized too, is like, especially like in university too, like if you want to have that phase of like casual sex, that literally means absolutely nothing. That's fine. Just you can't expect anything to come from it. Like you have to make sure that both parties are kind of on the same page. But then as you know, like, especially like after leaving university and like trying, trying to figure out my like future and stuff, I'm like, I can't be like, I can't be looking at men the same way. Like if you don't want to like love me, then like leave me alone. Like I literally could do better on my own in the bedroom and just in life in general, you know, like it's just one of those things that I've realized like, yeah. but, like I, people who are having casual sex, but wanting relationships. It's like, you're kind of doing almost a disservice to yourself at that point. Yeah. It's so it's really tough because right now for me, right. I, I'm not really relationship focused and it's really difficult because I'm an honest person. I'm very honest when it comes to women. I'm not the type of dude that's going to sit there and lie to you and tell you that I like you if I don't. And I'm not going to sit there and tell you that I see something like the girl that, you know, that I hooked up with for the week that like DM me, like we got a week in and, and after five days and after, and unfortunately after the literally two days after like we had hooked up for the first time, I was like, listen, like I've realized like I, that's the thing we, obviously hung out for four or five days, whatever. I realized I was like, listen, I haven't told you yet, but I don't want a relationship. Like I, I, I was about to go. She invited me to go hang out with her, all the friends. I was like, listen, I need to talk to you for a minute. Like, to be honest, I know I'm, I, you want me to meet all your friends right now. I just want to let you know, like, I don't see myself being in a relationship with you in the long term, And you know, it is what it is. And at yeah. that point, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm on a weird spot because girls don't want to sleep with a guy that looks at them as just a physical connection. So that's my new thing. I'm like, all right, the people that like come and hit on me and like, I know it's not a relationship for me in the long term. I'm like, listen, I'm down for a physical connection. But if that's what, you, you know, if you want something more, I'm just letting you know, I'm too selfish in my life right now to give you that amount of time and effort. So if that's not what you're looking for, I, you know what I mean? Don't even waste yeah. your time. I deleted all the numbers out of my phone. I unfollowed. Mm. I blocked. I did a cleanse. And honestly, it feels good to kind of just like let those things go because I think a lot of the time it's not even about the like sex for me of like, you know, oh my God, me like going back to having sex with that person is so brutal. It's not even about that. It's more of the fact that like me taking up time to think of those men who I know I don't even care to be with. It's like- taking up time from my career and from like whatever I'm trying to achieve. And it's just one of those things that's just like, I can't, I literally cannot be bothered. Like, I think I before had that mentality that you can like kind of do that. And like, you know, maybe that's better for when you're creating your future, but I think it's, it's still like wasted time and energy. Like it's just not worth it. I, so I, I was reading this book and there was something that really resonated with me. I forget which one it was, but, um, they say in life, you don't, a lot of people don't really know what they want to do, but everybody knows what they don't want to do. Yeah. And what you want to do, if you want to live a good life, you got to stop doing the things you don't want to do. Cause that's just going to leave time and energy for the things that you do want to do. You know what I mean? Those are the little things as you get older, you know, in your mid twenties, you start to learn this more. And I think it's the biggest lesson I probably learned in my mid twenties is you got to learn to say no to the things you don't want. You know what I mean? To the friendships, to the hanging out, to the things that you don't really want to do deep down, you need to learn to say no to them. And you need to learn to like 
pretty much just clean up the fat because all it's going to do is going to leave you all this time to figure out what it is that you actually want to do. You know what I mean? So that's really what it's about. You're right. It's not about the fact that the sex isn't fun and good in that moment. I'm sure it is. You know what I mean? I, and don't get me wrong. I'm sitting here as as if like if my ex wasn't here right now, I wouldn't be banging her on this table. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so exactly. like, don't get me wrong. Like there's, you know, you're going to have your moments, but minimizing those things to living an honest life to, and, and not even honest in the sense of like to other people, but honest to yourself, like yeah. honest about what you really want to do and what you don't want to do. And just literally doing it and staying disciplined to yeah. that thought. You know what I mean? That's what like strategic thought kind of comes from is like literally like kind of like looking at the information and kind of choosing accordingly to like live an intentional life, like kind of just yeah. that like feeling of empowering choice where it's like, you don't need to do anything. It's just like, you're literally choosing that and whatever that is. And I've always had a no judgment zone. If you want to be like, fucking a new guy every other day i literally do not care as long as like yeah, you're actually it. wanting to do that and you know why you're wanting to do it like right. as as serving you right. if you're like you know sleeping with a guy and you know you both agreed it's like casual but then deep down you're waiting for him to fall in love with you like the movies i'm gonna say that's not super strategic because you're only gonna get hurt in the end no. like, it's just one of those no. things where it's like what's living intentionally here and, right. Because there you go. It's just a situation where you want more, but you're, you're giving less, you know what I mean? And you're letting him do it for less. You know what I mean? If you want that, if you want that from somebody or a guy, you got to expect that. Yeah. On one yeah. And I think that too, within that, um, you're almost getting used to being treated in that way. Like you are kind of accepting that type of behavior, and getting used to it so that when a man does come around maybe wanting to treat you like a queen you almost don't even know how to take it i know yeah. <laughs> like that's me. <laughs> like i was on and off with a guy for two years unintentionally like it was one of those things that it kind of started out and then we hook up and then you know we'd kind of go ghost for a bit and I kind of ghosted him and then I'd kind of find my way back. And it was just one of those things that was stupid, but it was in university and I was kind of knew it was temporary, but then yep. university ended and during the pandemic, he was like calling me and just like essentially wanting to like literally like, see how things could like evolve is like a real relationship, like talking about moving right. together, all that shit. And it was like, one of those things that it was like, I've accepted so much shitty kind of, not shitty because I chose it, but like a certain type of behavior from him that now yeah. he doesn't think he needs to level up, even though he wants to like yep. now suddenly be together. Exactly. Because if you, you, right, you weren't expecting that the whole time. So now his shitty effort is what he thinks can get him what he wants. You know what I mean? So you yeah. got to expect <laughs> that high effort for, <laughs> you know Literally. what I mean? If you, if you demand it from people, someone's going to give it to you. That's the reality. And it's going to be the right person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. And like, it's weird too. I think with the apps and stuff, like I was dabbling on that for a little, little sad minute during, during quarantine. quarantine. And okay. I feel like, I don't know that the apps are the way to meet people. Like I'm kind of, I've been stuck in this thing of like, how do we meet people anymore? Because I know for me, this quarantine has taught me that I couldn't be bothered to be in a club ever again. Like it's not my place. <laughs> I love like a sit down patio bar situation, maybe something more yes. chill. 
but a greasy club with guys stunting with their fucking bottles and like (laughs) sweat and a lot of music. It's just, it's a lot that I can't handle anymore. I don't know. It's just not my place. And no, no, it's not the, it's not the move. I I also learned that lesson. I used to uh, mess with a bottle girl. So yeah, yeah. Got my heart smashed. I'll We've tell you that. Yeah, yeah. You got so, your heart smashed by the bottle, bottle girl. Yes, I did. Oh shit. Yes, she was probably the only girl that's ever like shitted on me like that. So that's brutal. Um, wow. Yeah, you were in the club I, and you fell in love. No, no, I actually fell in love in Cabo, St. Lucas. I went on this trip with a bunch of fucking rich dudes, and I like met this chick. I don't know. Anyways, long story short. We were like a thing for a little bit. She left me for one of Dan Bazerian's friends. No. Um, yes. Yes. Like verified millions of dollars going to Bali yep. and fucking Thailand and whatever else. So <laughs> at least it makes a good story at the expense of your heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm like, okay, if I'm in this league and I've got no money, I was like, I'm doing pretty good. I was like, <laughs> That's, I was like, uh, yeah, my words are look at you and like date you for a little bit. So, I mean, I feel like it's a bit of an ego boost, even if it didn't end well. <laughs> exactly. That's how I took it out. I was like, you know what? At least I know what like kind of my bar is at. I'm like, all right, I know, I know what I kind of want to go after. It's not a bottle girl. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah. I've learned that lesson. I don't want those people. They're again, in my opinion, they're just there to take from you. Um, I'm just, I'm not about that anymore. I don't want a girl that's going to come in my life and expect you know, to be paid for. I, I just, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to do that. If you're not like wanting to chip in and build with me, I don't, I don't want to deal with it right I now. I think, at, cool. let's talk about that for a second. Cause I, okay. So last week I had a um, finance coach on the podcast who I actually found him from TikTok too, which is kind of funny, but That's awesome. I like loved her content, whatever. And I asked her, I'm like, what do you think about like with like men and women, like dating in a like heterosexual stance, like at the first date, like, do you expect the man to still pay? Because there's this weird thing of like, I literally went to school, like I have a degree in feminism. However, I feel weird like going to a first date and like being persistent on paying. But I also- Are you like, persistent about paying on the first date? I, I would feel weird about it. Like I feel I feel that traditional like urge like for the man to pay. But I oh, also I mean, don't I, expect it. I'm all, right? I'm all big on the, on the payment. If you don't pay on the first date as a dude, I don't know. I feel like it's just one of those things where it's it feels traditional, but it's also, it's like- I'm kind of taking you out, right? You know what I mean? Or that's the way I see it at least. I I think if I initiated all like of the chasing that I would, I would be like more inclined to think of it. But if the guy's like trying to take, like, he's like, I want to take you out. And then I think that'd be weird, but I'm always caught in this weird thing of like money. Like I think a lot of people don't know how to talk about it with like, I think it, for me, at least, I think that I want to be like equal partners. Like I wouldn't, but a lot of men are actually kind of scared by that. Like they want to be the breadwinners, but yet I think there's that weird fine line of like, they almost want a girl who's ambitious, but then like, they don't want to. Not as ambitious as me, you know? (laughs) I, well, I'll tell you right now from my situation, the last girl I dated, my ex there, she was making more money than me. And we, and, and we were, I mean, I make good money but she makes yeah. really good money. You know what I mean? So it was very interesting because at the beginning, um, I was, I was definitely thrown off by it. I, I, I'm not going to even say you're going to lie as a dude. I, I don't want my, my girl to make more money than me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here, but listen, time out. Don't, don't like, you know, hit me with spears and shit yet. 
I, it's not that I couldn't handle it. And it's not that I don't believe in it or whatever. It's just my personal drive. I want to be the breadwinner. You know what I mean? I'm competitive in nature. And I think most guys are. So I think it's really hurts our ego yeah. when a girl, is, the girl is making more and it could really intimidate a guy. But I think what happens is, is once you kind of get a conversation, the thing is, I think what a lot of, what happens for a lot of guys, it's not necessarily just like, Oh, you know, you're making more money than me. It's, it's that fear that I think that guys in a way maybe use money as a way to kind of have a little bit more control. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think what happens is, is and when we have a girl that's good looking and has more money than us, we might feel, what, what am I providing to this girl? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, we don't think about like, oh, the emotional connection. You know what I mean? No, no offense. Mm-hmm. As a dude, I'm not sitting there like, man, I'm really providing her <laughs> loyalty. Like, that's what I want to give her. It's like, no. <laughs> No, I want to give so her the world. I, you know think, what I, mean? I don't want to feel yeah. like I'm just giving her a fucking, you know, my heart. That yeah. seems that's even cheap. You know I don't think <laughs> men can like sit on the couch and be like, I give her dick and heart and that should be enough. Yeah, right? Like, no, I don't think. I truly think that men don't wake up and they're like, I'm emasculated if a woman makes – like I don't think it's them thinking that they're no. better than women at all. I think it's truly like the socialization process of like what – masculinity is kind of how it's constructed like you know make the money get the girls drive the cars like that script you're kind of told and I think whether men like to admit it or not it's kind of it's an internalized thing that it's like it's not the fact that they're not proud of the woman or anything like that it's just this weird thing where it's like it's not it's not common to see in society and a a lot of people didn't talk about it for many decades. So it's like now moving into kind of a different way where women are making lots of money and becoming like successful business owners and CEOs and whatever. It's like, I think that conversation is starting to continue and increase because it's like, how do we navigate this? Like we're not used to this in society. No, it's, it's, it's definitely not easy. And so I think what happened for me is this, I think when you look at like a, like a Kim and Kanye situation, it's kind of different. And the reason I say it's this is if I was that successful as Kanye, and then you had a girl like Kim that makes like what, you know, multi, multi, multi millions more than him. But at that point, if I was successful in my own right, I wouldn't give a fuck how much you made. I really wouldn't. If you made $2 billion more than me at that point, I don't care. I'm fulfilled because I did what I set out you know, to do myself. Yeah. I think what was hard for me in my relationship was I wasn't fulfilled yet. I'm not on the path or doing the things that I want to do yet to, you know, my really, my ultimate goal right now to be fulfilled is to kind of have financial freedom and the freedom of knowing that I'm working on my own passion and I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I don't have my corporate job to support me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I was in a position where I was still going through that. And the girl I was with, she's actually an entrepreneur. She was doing the thing that I wanted to do. So it was very hard because again, we're going to go back to the TikTok you know, conversation where I see someone doing the thing that I want to do. I'm like, fuck. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. this sucks dick that I got to live with somebody that every day gets to sit in the house while I have to put on a fucking suit and go to my job. You know what I mean? So it was very <laughs> tough for me to like experience that. But it, it was really a good lesson because at the end of the day, it kind of helped me kind of just like relax and focus and just kind of get over it and just realize that she was truly there for me and to support me. Um, and I, I kind of worked through it. But I think, again, it's one of those things where in the future, once I get to the place I get, uh, like that I want to get personally, I won't care at all. I, I really won't. You can make as much money as you want, but I'll know 
I'll be making my own money and doing my own thing and being self-sufficient at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's a, that's an important message for like anyone listening to. I, th- I feel like that's like where it really lies, like comes down to. It's not the fact that like, you know, both of you need to be making whatever X amount of money to like, right. the fact is like, you could be doing that and still have so many relationship problems. Um, Absolutely. And talking, like even like how you guys spend money individually or whatever, like it can cause a thousand different issues. But I think it's that kind of, that feeling of fulfillment and it doesn't equate to money like necessarily, but you need to feel like kind of happy and proud of yourself and feel like exactly. kind of comfortable um, or else you're going to try to like, you know, coexist with someone else. I feel, especially like if you're thinking in terms of like living together in marriage too, like that's one of those things where it's like, you literally have to talk about it and you can very quickly become like that kind of comparison game, like a literal competition now of yeah. like, who's happier, who's more successful. And like, everyone has different, different definitions for that as well. It's- so I was going to ask you, what, like, you know, do you look at a guy's money and judge him? What do you judge a guy on? Um, when you first meet him, when it comes to, I think I have to see the drive. Like I've dated guys. So I'm 22. I've dated guys as old as 32. Um, and like, (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) so that ended pretty quickly. Didn't know about the kid for a bit. So anyways, um, the like guys who I've dated who were like, whatever, like I'd say 27, 28 is typically like the normal range I've gone through. Um, perfect. Right there. Yeah, you're there. So if you want to move nice. to Canada, come on over. Um, I, see, I get selfish. I'd, I'd want you to come down here, but it's I have okay. dual we'll- citizenship, Chris. We might be dating. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no. So like I normally date 27, 28 year olds and like all of them, the the common trend was that most of them like had a decent stable job, but not none of them were like entrepreneurs. Like they weren't really... Um, the common thread of them was that they weren't super ambitious. And I think that is yeah. something that I actually hated. Like they couldn't really get my goals or dreams. Like I, I was so brain dead to trying to talk to them about like future things because yep. they would just go to their nine to five and that was that. And like yeah. they, I don't know. It was just a very unfulfilling. If they were like working a nine to five, let's say they're only making like 50 K a year working a nine to five stable, but they're like so happy what they're doing. I would feel completely fine with that. It was the fact that they were like so dull in the head about what they do. And I think that's where yeah. it kind of comes down for me. But I also, I, I haven't had a chance to experience it yet, but I also just think that there's something about the lifestyle. Like I want to be able to like go on vacation and not have to like have that really awkward conversation. If I may like triple than my partner like I don't I don't know as long yeah. as they would be okay no, I mean that's a problem no I mean you could say what you want but when there's just such a large income gap like that yeah. there's gonna be issues there's gonna be you we like to think that money is not a problem but like the thing is as like mid 20 year olds we don't think about it but when you start hitting your upper 20s and you're getting to your 30s and that's the thing is like think about the guy that you dated when he was 32 and you're 20 like he knows like he could just, I mean, I don't know what his situation was. You said he had a kid already, but you know what I mean? He could just buy everything, right? You know I what feel I mean? Like I like, need more context for this entire podcast. So he was 32 living in Canada. He was like Australian, but his kid lived in the UK with the baby mama. So it didn't okay. feel like the kid was in the picture. Um, <laughs> But he was like, I, I 
thought he was like more stable, but he was honestly so miserable in his job and was literally like, just didn't even know what he was shooting for that. That was actually so unattractive to me. Like I, he, he didn't also know how to handle money. Like even whether, whatever his salary was like, whether it was Mm -hmm. good or not, like he didn't even know how to use it. And like, he had no (laughs) thoughts on like invest investing in like real estate or like, I'm literally working in real estate and all those things. Like it's just, it was one of those things that was just very like different parallels. Yeah. 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 So I think too, like also I was like 20 at the time. I didn't expect an older guy to like be like that. Like, I don't think I realized that age doesn't always equate to maturity, even though it's kind of a given actually experiencing like a couple guys in that kind of age range. I was like, yeah huh interesting like i could yeah i I want you to think about something when you're dating somebody 10 years older 12 years older like that what what happens is is you're 20 right so him 32 he was able to kind of hide he's been through life in a way a 20 year old is a low-hanging fruit that's what it is oh i realized that after You, that's that's all it really is is you know what I mean like I mean there's plenty of girls that are like 19 20 that would just be so easy for me to be like yo yeah just like come over and like I just yeah. trick them you know what I mean like I yeah. like like I put a piece of candy on like a like the end of like a string and just like put it in front of their head you know what I mean you're just so dumb in in that you know with that gap in a way yeah, I'm not saying true. you were stupid at 20 but I'm just saying for me personally me 20 and me 27 is a massive massive difference and you're yeah. gonna feel the same way when you're 22 you're gonna be like yo why was i even talking to that guy you know oh, what I, mean? I already feel that way at 22 exactly. like, already like what but i also think it too like he saw my age and thought that he would just get away with that kind of shit where like yeah i would almost like kind of question exactly. like so, like are you like happy in your career like i've always had a very like long-term entrepreneurial mindset and i think that actually was what kind of ended us because I don't think he was ready for me to like challenge him that way because I'm yeah. so young that I don't think he I thought he I think he really thought that he was going for that low-hanging fruit where it'd be like easy and he could just have fun uh-huh. with this like hot like new thing where like anyone in his age range is probably trying to like have kids or like yeah whatever. or like sees him and then is like you're not you know what I mean a 30 year old woman is not gonna look at that dude and be like yes this is the this is the one I need in my life right now yeah you know what I mean? wasn't doing much <laughs> right exactly and that's why he's staying in that age range because that's you know what I mean that's what he gets like you know because that's where he's living in his his mentality and it's funny you're talking about these goals and I, I just want to bring this up really quick which is you know that's how you could kind of separate you know, the people that don't have the ambition is, is when you share your goals, if you feel uncomfortable telling somebody about it, it probably means they're not on your level or they're not, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not thinking the way you are and you don't want to surround yourself with people like that ever. You know what I mean? If you share your goals with somebody and they're kind of like giving you that look like, uh, or you feel uncomfortable enough to do it, you're probably not around the right people. You're not. Yes. You know what I mean? Everyone rewind to that clip again. Cause that, that was golden. I feel like I wish someone had told me that like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. You, you don't want to be with somebody that looks at it and is like, Oh, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Even like, uh, when I tell my family that like, you know, my, I tell my mom and again, she's, you know, the shit, but she's like, you know, I tell her, I'm like, oh, listen, like Camille, like I want to leave this job that like most people would never really get. And I want to go and do content on TikTok. And she just, 
You know what I mean? It like her mind just explodes. You know what I mean? Cause she's just like, Oh my God, like you're leaving all of this stability and long-term money to try and go do something that is just like, she can't understand. Like there's going to be people that just do not get those things that are going on in your head. And you just, you know what I mean? You got to separate yeah. yourself from that. They want that traditional stability and that's what's deemed as successful a lot of the times. And I, I'm kind of done explaining myself anymore. It's kind of just like, you either get the vision or you don't. I don't give a fuck anymore. Like I'm doing what I do. And so I got a question for you. Like, what do you, what exactly you're doing right now? Or is it, is it, you just have the podcast or what else is there? So I graduated university when I was graduating, like, like pre-March, I was, um, full-time student, worked three jobs, training for a half marathon, and running a podcast. Nice. Quarantine happened. Um, So I just graduated in May. I'm working in real estate. I have like, I'm kind of in a weird spot of like, not full time work, but it's essentially adding up to it. Um, I'm getting my real estate license eventually getting my personal trainer license. I run the podcast and I'm starting two different companies as we speak. Wow. What's your ultimate goal? You know what I mean? Like, what? where do you see yourself in, in five years? Is it the podcast that you really like or is the podcast an extension of the things that you want to do? I think kind of all of it. Like, I that's the kind of hard thing is like, I love real estate. I think it's a fascinating industry. It's not technically, I wouldn't say it's my passion. It's more of the thing that's going okay. to fund my passion. Um, okay. And I love talking to people and connecting and like selling houses to me is something I'm good at. So that's going to fund the passion of the podcast and all the other companies that are kind of aligned with it. So that I've always known I was going to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know how, and now it's starting to kind of start. And I mean, I feel like I could be saying this now and like in five years, I could have like a thousand other different ideas who knows, but um, I <laughs> find a that, good like, path, though. I just want to f- do it now. Like I'm, 22 like let's take charge and then whatever whatever mistakes along the way i'm, I'm in my early 20s like that's Absolutely. the only way to be an entrepreneur so yeah the fact that you're thinking about all these things now is really good and you just got to stick with it at the end of the day you work hard do the right thing every single day these things will come to fruition manifest them but yep, I love in it. that i do want to ask so where do you see because i know we were talking about dating here where do you see a guy fitting in that do you see yourself being in a relationship? Do you, you know what I mean? Like what, what's your plan for the dudes during this time? Because they're going to come in and out. You know what I mean? Good question. So I think I don't see a man in there. I think I, <laughs> <laughs> plot twist. Yeah. I'm like a one cat. That's it. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I thought like, I think during this quarantine, so like there was someone that I, I had always kind of been hung up, hung up on. And then during this quarantine, I finally like that was cut loose for good. Never even thought about it again. And I think that allowed me to like really like get selfish, as you've mentioned a couple times. Like I literally yeah. just want to be the most selfish and like get my shit together um, and like really build my life. Because for me, it's hard because I've always been good single. I've never I've act, I'm more comfortable being alone than me in too. relationships so me too 100 percent. i i feel the exact same way and it's weird because i mean a lot of my friends now are you know in relationships i've gone to a couple uh bachelor parties at this point i'm like one of the only uh couple people that stay single but like dude i see people in relationships i'm like oh i can't do it i give relationship advice but i like look at relationships like oh 
The thought of going to a bachelorette party makes me want to jump off a bridge. I cannot. Oh my God. Like (laughs) no one, none of my friends are allowed to get married right now. Like none of them. And I know like this is the age where shit starts to happen that way. But I just, the thought of it makes me gag. Like I just don't. Yeah. I don't see myself (laughs) any of that kind of thing until I'm like in my later twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I just want like to create that environment. I mean, if I meet a guy along the line and he can fit in that well and like there's a balance of like me being able to do my thing and he just fits in and makes it work, then I think that yep. that's something I could evaluate at that point. But honestly, I just I think I'm sticking with me, myself and I, however that's taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's the perfect plan. Honestly, you're saying all the right things. I, I, I know you're going to be very successful because that's what it is. It's about finding somebody that fits in to your life perfectly. And uh, the reality is, is you, you have those options. You, you have the ability to just have like the choice to say no. Like if they're not, if they're taking your time or they're not helping you move your life forward, why are you wasting your time? You know yeah. what I mean? They need to come in. They yeah. need to fit in well. It's like, all right, we got to be on the yeah. similar schedule. Yeah. You got to be down, eat healthy. It'd be down to fuck every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, like you know? it feels personal for me when I date, when I do give someone a chance and then they waste my time or they're just not really showing up the way I need them to be because it's like, I'm like, okay alone. So why are you wasting my fucking time? Like I gave yeah. you a chance. Like it almost feels personal and I know that it's not and that came with like some time but it like took me a minute to kind of grasp the concept that like they're that person's just like literally just it's not even worth it like it's just you can't force something there there's yeah. no way to do that so it's now I'm just kind of allowing it all to come to me as it does and like it is it kind of just is what it is honestly like I just don't even it's not my priority and if it happens it's that's cool and if I um end up 35 and still single you don't need men to have a baby now so if you end up 35 and still single you can come to my house (laughs) (laughs) we'll help you out we're gonna find we're gonna we're gonna find somebody for you i i I feel like that's what's gonna end up happening i'll just be like chris matchmaker chris where are you at i you know that's really my calling that's really my that's like the next step i kind of want to take too in my own little life is like that's really like I want to be Hitch. Like I can do that job. Ooh. I'm telling you, I could do it really well too. Like I need to get paid to help dudes get with girls. Cause I'm telling you, I could, it's easy. I feel like I can get any dude, any girl if they wanted. Just Maybe you're like time. the new Matthew Hussey. That, uh, yeah. See, I follow him on Instagram. Again, I don't watch content because you know, <laughs> I'm fucking insane. I'm, yeah. I'm literally insane. But yeah, I've seen a lot of his stuff and like that's the shit I'm on. Like, so I got, I probably should go study him. You're like the second or third person that's told me that now. I so now love I really because not only is he easy on the eyes, easy on the ears, but he's also like the best advice you could literally listen to. And he has this new show on Netflix called The Single Wives and it's like a reality TV show about oh, dating. No. and. It's everything that could be. So you guys killing it. Okay, I need it. I need it. I need to jump on this train then. You need to watch that's it. Probably what I. Yeah, it's fascinating. Like the way that he like just watches a woman, like even just one interaction with a man, and he's like, "Here's everything you're doing wrong," without being a total <laughs> prick about it. Like, Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing. It's what I like. Me and reality TV are. Um, we are one. So then add oh, Matthew Hussey no. in that mix. Kill me. Oh, so good. That's amazing. I actually um, don't watch any TV at all. 
I, I'm I'm the weirdest motherfucker of all time. I really you am. You see my face right now. I'm genuinely like, what? <laughs> How are I you funny? I, I don't know. It's just, I feel wow. like growing up, I went to a lot of different schools. I was the troublemaker in school. And like I said, I had a single mom, so she did kill it. But I was also in a lot of after school programs and you know what I mean? I had to like always kind of fend for myself and, you know, always make new friends everywhere I went. Like I broke the record for the amount of detentions in my high school. You know, I did it right. But That's hilarious. I, I, oh my God. I, my whole uh, life is surrounded by pop culture. So I'm just like really fascinated by that. That's insane. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? I am who I am and I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't give a fuck. My favorite I mean, animal is a horse. You know you what I mean? Like, a lot of time by not engaging in any of that bullshit. So it's probably right. the best, but yeah. Yeah. No, and I, honestly, I'm just, I'm just extremely busy. Like my schedule every day is absolutely insane. Like literally I work a job that's first off, it's like 50, 55 hours a week on top of the gym and the eating healthy and the TikTok and the podcast and everything else. A GTL life. Yeah. No, it's real. It's <laughs> Yo, it's not a joke. It's, <laughs> it's true. Like when you're into yourself in, in the sense of like a selfish sense of like really creating your shit, like you don't have time for that bullshit. Like no, I, I, I kind I, of I, schedule it into my calendar as like my rest time. Like I like to binge watch like, Real Housewives of New York. Oh no! <laughs> on the time that I need to rest, but honestly, like most of my days are quite filled up as well. I don't want anyone listening to think that I just like do this podcast and watch some like Bravo. <laughs> Let's get real no, we here. Work like, hard, Courtney, we're not we're not judging you. Okay? I'm like an academic by day and reality TV whore at night. Like Jesus. that's that's you me. use a lot of strong words, slut, whore on here. Kind of my favorite using... word. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, were you a slut in high school, uh, in college? Is that what this is about? Um, not really. Not like, well, yeah, I was a slut, but like it was, that's not what the podcast is about. Like, I mean, it was kind of reclaiming that word slut. Cause it's like, what is a slut? Like, how do you qualify that? What, like, there's no way to define it. So it was just like, yeah, fuck this bullshit. Let's reclaim the word slut. It was one of those things that I knew I wanted a podcast, but I didn't know like what to call it and then somehow strategic slut popped into the brain it just fucking fit it's catchy it sticks in your brain and then um yeah i mean i was like i had my kind of slutty phase but like it was like what it was i think everyone needs that time and um i agree it was one of those like i think it also brought me into talking about like sexual liberation because i don't think that like you know you having kind of that quote-unquote hoe phase is always <laughs> liberating. Like sometimes it left me feeling shittier than like not engaging in those things. And I've talked about that very openly of like sometimes casual sex, if you are just feeling lonely, like it can feel even more shitty than just like, it's not always just for fun. So um, the experiences back it up, but it was mostly my like academic background that like made me want to start the podcast. And then Mix that with some like real life experiences and then like loving other kind of dating podcasts, but kind of seeing my own um, voice in it. I thought eh, there's a there's a gap there that someone's going to find this interesting. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. I'm finding it interesting. So I, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I mean, I'm so glad you came on the podcast. I feel like this was such a fun conversation. We went a thousand different directions. And I hope everyone listening followed um, what we were talking about because it went a thousand different ways. But I feel like there were really good takeaways. So 
Um, everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Um, you can find Chris at, is it Thick Daddy Nappy? Is that how you say it out loud, Chris? <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 the problem too. It's like a lot of people like kind of get weirded out by following. They're like, wait, who is this thick daddy nappy? <laughs> but it's yeah, it's kind thick- of funny. And I use <laughs> all the words. You call yourself daddy on Instagram, Chris. Yeah, it's literally that's what I'm saying. So that's why I really toe the line between douchey and not douchey. But I promise, like in real life, like that's the thing. People meet me in like real life. They're like, dude, your online persona is completely like it's weird because I'm real. But it's just different than who I am. When you see all, I'm I'm a huge fucking onion. I've got layers. You know that's, what I mean? That's important. Though. It, it keeps the dynamic super interesting. So oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I think that. I mean, I trust in my personality so much, and that's why I think I'm like uh, quote unquote funny to you, apparently. But <laughs> I no, I um, like literally die for your content. Like every time you post a new one, I'm like, thank you for blessing my timeline. Thank oh, you. good, 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 good. Okay, and then yeah, so my uh, Instagram is thick daddy nappy two c's daddy with an i n a p p i, and then um, follow me on TikTok. Um, Confidence Chris, whole different ball game and stuff. And then um, if you want to listen to my podcast, I do talk about some crazy shit on there. Honestly, you know, you know, raw sex, the whole nine yards, whatever. Um, that's nappy and J find it on YouTube, streaming on all platforms. So Courtney, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, your time. You were amazing, funny, awesome. I think you're beautiful. I haven't seen you yet, but (laughs) a man who hasn't even creeped the IG gotta love you. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you for a little bit. I just saw a lot of podcast stuff and I was like, all right, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, you'll, you can go deep dive me later. But um, okay, I will. for everyone listening, yes, um, thank you so much, Chris, for being here. I'm so excited to have you on, and I hope everyone enjoyed hearing this conversation. You can find me at the Not So Average Batch with an E, and the podcast Instagram is at Strategic Slut. Of course, as always, every Monday there is a new episode. And if you guys could go like, comment, share, whatever people do anymore. Um, That's how the podcast grows. So thank you again for tuning in and we will see you guys. Well, not we, me. (laughs) We'll see you (laughs) next Monday. Bye guys. Go stalk Chris and um, love yourself. Love others. Send me a DM. Send me a DM. Send him titties. Yes. (laughs) He loves titties. (laughs) Yes. Love yourself, love others and wash your fucking hands. Bye guys.